Don't look up here while you're clapping. Turn your praise to him. He is worthy of praise. He's worthy of praise. Come on, are you thankful that you're in a new year? It's a new day. It's a new season. It's a fresh start. It's a new beginning. Amen. Aren't you thankful to be in the house of the Lord today? We praise you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Come on, praise him again. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. The first thing I'd like for some of you to do is smile a while and give your face a rest. Some of you look mad praising Jesus. Amen. I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord today. I'm thankful for what I feel and good prayer this morning. And um, we pray that everybody is staying well. And if you've not been well, we pray that you're on the mend. And we've been praying for several um, that have been sick. And um, I'm thankful to see you here this morning and doing better. It's that season, the high temperatures and the low. I think we were, I don't know what we were yesterday. It was warm yesterday and then it was 30-something degrees this morning. And so the temperatures have been all over the map. I want to turn your attention to the second chapter of Ephesians this morning, Ephesians 2 and in verse 12, are y'all alive? Do y'all love the word? That was semi-convincing. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12, that at that time, ye were without Christ, being aliens, from the commonwealth of Israel, he's speaking to Gentiles and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. What a terrible plight to be in, to be in the world without God, no covenant, to be strangers and to be aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. But he said, but now in Christ Jesus, you were sometimes far off. You who were sometimes afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. It was the blood of Jesus that took strangers and aliens, people without covenant and without hope, and without God in the world and brought them nigh. To the presence of God. For he is our peace. Who hath made both one. That's Jew and Gentile. He made them one. And hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Between Jew and Gentile. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity. Even the law of commandments contained in ordinances. For to make in himself twain one New man, Jew, Gentile, bond, free, Greek, Roman, 
to make everyone, to make everyone one new man. So making peace. Peace comes with oneness and it comes with newness. And that he might reconcile both unto God, both Jew and Gentile, unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that are nigh. Praise God. He preached to those that are afar off, that's the Gentiles, and to those that were nigh, that was the Jews. And I, I want to talk to you this morning from the subject perpetually new. Perpetually new. Amen. If you've got somebody nearby you there, would you just make contact with them in some way? And would you pray with me right now out loud? Just go ahead and lift your voice. Father, we need you in this place. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. God, I pray that you would open our ears and open our hearts and open our spirits. The last thing that we want to do today is to come in here and go through some kind of protocol and fit you into a box. I pray that you would infuse something in us here today. I pray that you would change the way that we think. I pray that you would renew our minds. I pray that you would give us a new heart, a new spirit, a new attitude, a new direction, a new vision. Help us to realize, God, that this is a new year, a new time, a new season. I pray that there would be newness in this place today. Would you pray with me? This is not, I'm not trying to take up space here. I'm not just trying to do something just because. Lord, if you don't answer our prayer, there's no need in us being here. If you don't hear our prayer, there's no need in us being here. If we're not willing to pray, there's no need in us being here. I pray that you'd bring every mind and heart together in the name of Jesus, oh God. We give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise. And I thank you for everything that you have done. Thank you for everything that you are doing and what you're going to do in our lives. I praise you, Lord. I'm just thankful today to be living for God, to have the privilege, Lord. I was an alien. I was a stranger. I was without, without God in this world. And I've been brought nigh to the presence of God by the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, God, you brought Jew and Gentile, bond and free, Greek and Roman together by the blood of the cross. Thank you for making us one in twain, God, bringing us together, making us new. In Jesus' name, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and clap your hands unto the Lord. If you're just thankful, are you really thankful? Amen. Amen. I, amen. I want to say this before you see it. I see Brother Warren back there this morning, and he's been, he and Sister Warren have been very sick, and 
I texted him yesterday to ask him how he was feeling. He said, I feel, I feel just fine. He said, I was watching the live stream Friday night, and he said, we began to pray for the sick. He said, the Lord touched him right there, and we thank God for his healing power and his touch. Amen. You may be seated. I think, I think uh, even though we probably have some people that love antiques in here and we probably have some people that love vintage things and possibly there are those who love collectibles in here and so forth and maybe some of you still have the same decor that you had 30 years ago in your house and that's fine. But I also know that it's very easy for some things to get old. And when it gets old, it becomes boring, monotonous. Like it just feels like you're kind of locked into this robotic motion. And sometimes you're asking yourself, why Am I doing this same routine over and over? Now, that, that, does, that can transfer into any part of your life. Sometimes things just, just get old. Anybody ever said that before? Man, this is just getting old here. And, and any, that's not just bad things. That's not just negative things. Sometimes it's good things. It's like, it's just, this is getting old. I'm ready for something new. I, I think in most areas of our lives... People, by and large, they, they like things that are new. And at the very least, they, they like for things to feel new. They like to feel excited. I don't think there's anybody in here that, that is saying, you know what, I'm enjoying what I'm doing, but I, but I can't wait to be bored with it. I'm, I really can't, you know, I'm just, I'm hoping at some point that it'll all just kind of grow cobwebs and... We'll just sit there and watch paint dry. I don't, I don't think anybody feels that way for the most part. If you do, I will pray for you. You are stuck in, in a severe rut. Amen. But I, but I am talking from the subject this morning about perpetually new. In the 34th chapter of the book of Exodus, the scripture said, the Lord said unto Moses, hew thee two tables of stone like unto the first. Now, Moses had been to Mount Sinai and the finger of God came and wrote on those tablets, those tables of stone, the Ten Commandments. And he spent 40 days up there on the top of the mount and he was fasting and there was smoke and thunder and, and uh, the voice of God the finger of God and all. And so this looked like a new direction, a new beginning. And lo and behold, Moses comes down from the mountain because the Lord says you need to get down because there's a noise in the camp and it's not good. And he gets somewhere near the bottom to where he can see what's happening and the people are dancing around the golden calf and they are, they are worshiping an idol and they are doing all kind of abominable things in the eyes of God. And so Moses literally takes the law that the Lord had just given him, 
and he breaks those tables of stone. And so this verse is the instruction of God saying, okay, let's, let's try this again. Let's do this again. Hew thee out two tables of stone, likened to the first. The same pattern, the same, the same structure. I want it to look the same. I want it to be shaped the same. He said, when you do that, I will write upon these tables the words that were in the first tables which thou didst break. Now, if you want to use a play on words, a little phrase, basically, Moses broke the law. And, I mean, literally, he literally broke the law. And so the Lord is, is trying to repair that situation. And I don't know if any of you have ever disobeyed God before. Probably not. I see your shining halos and your angels' wings here this morning. But it is a reminder to us that when we break, we literally break the law of God and we break the commandments of God. God always has, he always has a plan to restore and to bring things back to the way they were at the first. In other words, he's in the business of making things new. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, Paul said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Not, not he will be a new creature, or he can if he feels like it, but if he is in Christ, if any man, that's Jew and Gentile, that's bond and free, that's Greek and Roman, that's, that's you and that's me. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature Old things are passed away. And we know what that terminology means. It means they're dead. They're gone. They're buried. They've passed away. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, everybody say all things, are become new. All things are become new. And so what that tells me is, is that things that are wrapped in Christ are literally perpetually new. And that is regardless of mistakes and and failures and, and shortcomings and the times that we slipped and fall. Now, the Lord doesn't ever condone sin, but, but if we remain in Christ and we, we have a right spirit and a right heart and a penitent, penitent heart, then we are perpetually new. In De- Deuteronomy chapter 22, in the Living Bible, the Scripture said, Every new house, everybody say new house must have a guardrail around the edge of the flat rooftop to prevent anyone from falling off and bringing guilt to both the house and to its owner. Now, I I am uh, very cautious and very careful to to recognize words that that are in the Scripture for a reason. They're there for a reason. He he didn't just say just, just a house, but he specifically stated... Every new house, every new house, and it must have a guardrail. It's got to have this, this fence around the edge of the rooftop to prevent anyone from falling off and bringing guilt to both the house and to its owner. And I think that when, when people renew their relationship with God or they first start living for God, they, they, for, they forget to build boundaries, and he said, anytime you're moving into something that is new, 
You're, you're building something new. Your house becomes new. You need to build a guardrail around it. And that's not just to prevent the accident of someone falling, but that is to prevent the guilt that would follow the accident of someone falling, both the house and the owner. And so the Lord takes care of preventing people from falling. He, he wants fences to be built, and, and he wants to take care of the guilt uh, so that if someone would fall, you know, they, there's, a, there's a guardrail there. And so those of you that uh, have made some things new and, and you're continually having to renew your relationship with God because you're falling and slipping and backsliding or whatever, the problem may not be the ability of God to, to make you new. Matter of fact, it isn't. The problem may be the guardrail and the fences that you have failed to build. And so if you want to remain new, you're going to have to build some fences in your life. You're going to have to erect a guard rail because God is in the business of making things new. It's peculiar how many places in Scripture that we find the word new because he could have just left that word off of the description of whatever it is that's going on. When you, when you look in Judges chapter 15, there's a story about uh, Samson when he is... He takes the jawbone of an ass and he kills a thousand Philistines. Well, it doesn't just say it was the jawbone of an ass. He said he found a new jawbone of an ass and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men therewith. Now, that word new there means fresh. It was a fresh jawbone of an ass. So what, what does that represent to us? Well... Let, let me just say this. If you're being attacked on every side, why don't you try making a fresh start? Now, let, let, me, let, me, just, let me just challenge your thinking here for a moment because every time people get under attack, they call me. Every time people get under attack, I get a text message. People wanted me to know they're under attack. It's fine for me to know you're under attack. I can certainly pray for you, but every once in a while, you've got to pick up your own weapon. And it can't just be any weapon. And sometimes it will require you making a fresh start. Well, I don't, I don't want to do any fasting. That's too much work. I'd rather just call the bishop and let him do some interceding there for me. You pray for me while I go on about my business and get my brains beat out. No. Sometimes you have to pick up a new jawbone. Sometimes you, you have to get a new perspective on things. There's sometimes that, that you have to use a new weapon that comes with a fresh anointing. It may be the same old enemy, but it may, be requ it may require you fighting with a new mindset. Amen. Because God doesn't attach itself to methods. Now, now let me just say this. I'm not going to preach harder than you preach with me, okay? I'm not going to kill myself this morning. And we're going to get there. I'm just laying some groundwork right now. God does not attach itself himself to methods. And I'm going to tell you what's wrong with some of our relationships with God. The first thing is they have grown stale and they have grown old and we are still fighting with the same weapons we fought with five years ago. God does not attach himself to methods. 
And so if the method you are using is not working, you might look around the ground around you and see if there is a new jawbone there somewhere that you can fight an old enemy. That say, well, it's the same old enemy. I'll just do what I've always done. No. Sometimes you've got to do something new. You've got to change the way that you think, and you've got to change the way that you fight. We'll get there. Now, in, in Judges chapter 13 and verse 5, the scripture tells us that this Philistine army that, that Samson was raised up to fight, it said, Lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin. Everybody say, he shall begin. He shall begin to deliver out of the hand of Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. He shall begin to do it. It's important that you remember it didn't happen in one battle. It was going to be a continual battle. As a matter of fact, in verse 1 of the same chapter, the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. Forty years the children of Israel were delivered into the hand of the Philistines. But he raised up Samson to begin to deliver him out of the hand of the Philistines. So you got to keep fighting. The battle may be long and it may get old. But there's a new jawbone that is waiting for you to pick it up. And this time that jawbone might kill a thousand Philistines. Can I just stop right here and tell you. Every service, I'm going to get on my candy stick here. Every service, we come in here 30 minutes before church. And I watch people while I'm praying because I want to know if the people that have texted me this week that's telling me they're getting their brains beat out are praying like they're getting their brains beat out. times so let me t- let me just tell you what prayer is not prayer is not this I look back over people praying their mouths aren't moving but they're just rocking back and forth you don't get points for that the Lord wants to make us new but you've got to stay in the battle and you can't let this thing get old And you can't just get bored with your relationship with God and say, well, this is mundane. I'm exhausted with this. I'm burnt out with this. I just can't can't do this anymore. No, you've got to stay in the fight. Samson did not use that jawbone of an ass except for once. It was a new jawbone for that day and that battle. He did not put it in his quiver and use it as a weapon. The next battle that he fought, he used foxes and he, he, he tied 300 foxes together and he lit their tails on fire and he sent them through the harvest field. you got to keep your relationship with God new because everything about God is new and you got to keep it fresh and believe that the Lord is going to give you a new victory on a new day in a new season. If you believe that, would you clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. 
Now, the same principle doesn't always apply to the enemy because the Bible said that when he was laying in the lap of Delilah and she kept telling him, tell me the secret of your strength, the first time, the first thing that he told her was, if you'll bind me with new cords, he said, I, I won't have any strength. And lo and behold, she said, Samson, the Philistines are upon you, and he awakened, and he snapped those cords. So those new cords didn't work for the enemy. Second time, she said, you lied to me. Why, why aren't you going to tell me what's, what, where your strength is? He said, well, if you'll bind me with new ropes, he said, I'll, I won't have any strength. And so the new cords and the new ropes did not work for the enemy. He was toying with the enemy, and he snapped them in two both times. It wasn't until they touched his old convictions that he lost his power. His hair had been growing since birth. Don't give the enemy access to what was given to you at your birth or your born-again experience. And when we're not fighting, that's all right. That's all right. Sleep on. When we're not fighting, when we're not fighting with a new anointing and a new perspective, realizing that God is new every day, things are going to get old, and pretty soon the enemy's going to come in and he is going to start nitpicking at the convictions that God has put in your life. And your prayer life is going to die. Some people are in this place right now that are on the edge of backsliding and you don't even realize you're on the edge of backsliding because you have been to this place many, many times. Uh, I don't understand what it will take for some people to get their feet on the ground. You've got to keep your relationship with God perpetually new. There is nothing old about God. Everything that is in Christ is a new creature. Now we can go a little further. In 2 Samuel chapter 21 and verse 16, Ishbibonob, which was of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight, he being girded with a new sword. Everybody say a new sword. The same principle does not work for the enemy because no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. He can use new, he can use old, he can use dated. It doesn't matter what he uses. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. He thought to have slain David, but Abishai, the son of Zariah, secured him and smote the Philistine and killed him. It doesn't matter what new weapon that the enemy uses. It is not going to prosper as long as you are in Christ. But you flip the tables on that. And God will give you a new day, a new season, a fresh start, a fresh anointing, a fresh fire. He, will, he is perpetually new. Everything about God is new. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 20, he said, Bring me a new cruise and put salt therein. And they brought it to him. And they went forth unto the spring of the waters and cast the salt in there and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed unto this day, according to the saying of Elisha, which he spoke. It started with a new cruise. Bring me a new cruise. 
don't come with the same vessel. I don't want it to be dirty. I don't want it to be unclean. I don't want it to be something that somebody's used before. I don't want to use somebody else's ministry. I don't want to use somebody else's program. I don't want to use somebody else's tactic. I, I don't want you to come to me with some uh, conventional proven thing or whatever. Like David said when Saul put his armor upon him, he said, I can't do this because I have not proven this. This, is, this doesn't belong to me. So the prophet said, if you'll bring me a new cruise and put salt in it, it's going to bring healing to the water. That's why every, every time I, I talk to the Lord, every time I go into the prayer closet, every time I'm in my personal prayer, every time I'm in pre-service prayer, every time I come to the house of the Lord, I want the Lord to do something new in my life. I don't want this to become old stale relationship with God. Here we are again, a greater faith. 2814 Mount Tabor Road, same thing again. Oh, they singing that song again. Oh, there's the same people walking into the house of the Lord. No, no, no. Everything about God is new. I want to come before the Lord and sing a new song unto him. And I want to play skillfully with a loud voice. Psalms 33. In Psalms 40 and 3, he hath put a new song in my mouth. Everybody say a new song. Even praise unto God. Don't come to God with stale praise. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. Psalms 81 and 3. Blow up the trumpet in the new moon in the time appointed on our solemn feast day. In Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine increase. All thine increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. I need some new wine. Amen. I don't need somebody, I don't need something that's been sitting in a bottle for years that somebody else has tasted and somebody else has got tired of and some old anointing that I've been resting on. No, no. Every day of my life, I need to wake up and I need that new wine flowing through my life. Come on, you can't let this get old to you. 2022 is not going to be a year like we've ever had before. But the only way that it's going to be that way is if we get a newness in us. What if we just got it in our mind, in our mindset that when we come to the house of the Lord, we're going to pray like it's our first opportunity to pray. We're going to praise him. We're going to worship him like this is the first time we've ever got to worship him. Come on, clap your hands and praise him. Some of y'all looking at me while you praise him. When's the last time you thought about how good that the Lord has been? You were a stranger. You were a foreigner. You were an outcast. You were in this world with no God and no hope. But you've been brought nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing. Everybody say a new thing. I want the Lord to do a new thing in 2022. It's not because it's 2022. It's because I'm hungry for God to do a new thing. He said, now it shall spring forth. Shall you know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I don't care where you are. If it's dry, God's got water for you. 
if it's above your head, God will, God will take you to a place where you have a refuge from the storm. It doesn't matter what you're going through. I need to preach to somebody right now. Come on. The reason that some of you continually let your relationship slide backwards is because things are getting old to you. You've got to stay passionate about the things of God, and you've got to realize that he, it is not the will of God for your relationship with him to get old and to get stale. In Isaiah chapter 62 and verse 2, the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory, and thou shalt, thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. We've been called by a new name. We have been given a new identity. We are not in witness protection but it's as if the other person never existed. Amen. The old song said there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Do you remember the day that the Lord called you into his kingdom? Do you remember the first time you were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Do you remember the first time you went down, the time you went down in the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. There is a new name that has been given to you. In Lamentations chapter 3, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Do you know that when you wake up, when your eyes open in the morning, the Lord doesn't say, oh, you again. Oh, wow. Okay. Another day. Here we go with this guy. Man, here we go with her. Mercy, mercy, mercy. I don't know what I'm going to do with this one. No. When you open your eyes every day, it's almost like the Lord is just saying, I can't wait to see how they're going to respond to me today. I can't wait to see what they're going to say to me today, how they're going to praise me every day. The Lord is going to be new every morning. His mercies are going to be new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Faithfulness doesn't mean that he is just there every morning. It means that he is there in newness. He is merciful, just like he was merciful the very first time. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now. We cannot let living for God get old. We are living in a world today where people are losing their desire to live. They're losing their their delight, desire to enjoy life. They are losing their desire to work. They are losing their desire to be in the house of the Lord. Play, uh, churches are shutting down everywhere, which if they're preaching, preaching false doctrine, hallelujah to that. But they're shutting down everywhere, and people are, are replacing being in the house of the Lord uh, for live stream. They, they say, I can get as much out of live stream as I can being in the church. That's an indictment to the church that they belong to. Because I'm going to tell you, not on, any, not on any day of the week is it going to feel the same on live stream as it does in this building. So the reason that we come together is because we want to remind ourselves as a body that he is new, that his mercies are new, that his anointing is new, that his fire is fresh, that his power is able, it's able, it's able. Somebody needs to pick up a new weapon this morning uh, and fight a new battle and say, hey, uh, I've let this get old, but I'm coming after you, devil. I'm going to walk out of this place with a victory uh, in my heart and my spirit. Well, hallelujah. Come on, magnify him right now. 
Amen. Now this is what the Lord said in Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 18, cast away from you all your transgressions, all of them. Cast them away, whereby you have transgressed and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will you die, O house of Israel? Cast away your transgressions. Folks, can I tell you, people don't fall into sin. People don't fall into sin. I heard this morning that somebody that used to be part of the larger constituency here has just confessed this week to an extramarital affair. Well, when you pervert the doctrine... You, you're going to be overtaken by a perverted spirit. You can't twist the truth. And what happened was that just got old to them. They, they, just, they, just, they, just, had to, they just had to do something different. Just had to invent a new doctrine. Hey, this ain't your word. This ain't your truth. This isn't your doctrine. It's the doctrine of Christ. Say, well, that, that happens to people that are preaching the truth. That's right. That's right. But, but it happens to people that let this get old. You cannot let this get old. Every day you've got to wake up. You can be seated. Every day you've got to wake up and cast away your transgressions from you. You've got to get things out of your life that will make this, make this be old to you. And you've got to have a new heart and a new spirit. In Matthew chapter 27 and verse 60, the Bible said, and he laid it in his own new tomb. He laid it in his own new tomb, which when he had hewn out in a rock, he rolled a great stone in the door of the sepulcher and departed. Jesus was laid in a new tomb. It was a borrowed tomb, but it was a new tomb because everything about God is new. In Mark chapter 2, verse 21, no man soweth a piece of new cloth on an old garment, even the new piece that filled it up taketh away from the old, and the rent is made worse. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine which burst the bottles, and the wine, I'm sorry, else the new wine doth burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred, but new wine will be put into new bottles. You can't come in this place and be filled with new wine and live the old lifestyle. Some of you can't shed the old garments, and that's why the new wine keeps bursting out of your life. You got to cast away your transgressions. You got to let go of the old. If you were tired of the old and you wanted God, get rid of the old. Don't try to live in the church and live in the world at the same time. There's no such thing. You can't put new wine or a new garment, new piece of garment to an old cloth, and you can't put new wine in an old bottle. You got to have a new bottle and you got to have a new cloak. Amen. So that everything is new, perpetually new. Everybody say perpetually new. In Mark chapter 14, he said unto them, This is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day that I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Perpetually new. He said, John said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. In John 13, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another.
Galatians 6, for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. New man. In Colossians 3, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 and 20, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. It's renewed day by day. Now, I know some of y'all got this all figured out, and you, you're doing wonderful, and you're just faithful, and you just live for God like clockwork. But there's some people in this place right now that if the trumpet were to sound right now, I don't know if you would make it, and I'm pretty sure you're convinced that you would not make it. You, you can't come in here and sit like this is old and just kind of live for God like it's old. Well, I'm just weary, and I'm just tired. Well, there's no excuses for that. Come on, it's time to get up. It's time to get up, and it's time to renew your relationship with God. You, you, cannot, you cannot keep your relationship with God new without prayer. My God, have mercy. I, I don't know. If I had some grenades, I'd throw some of it back there in the seats. There ain't nothing going to move you. Why in the world are you here this morning? I'm not talking to all of you. I'm talking to people that have been in a fight. You've been in a battle. I know it's, it's rough. It's bad. It's, but you're, you're, you quit praying. Your relationship with God is old. You have missed the, the concept and the understanding that God makes all things new. You have the opportunity to renew your relationship with God here today. Come on, stop complaining about all the same old enemies that keep fighting you and pick up a new weapon. It's time to get a new weapon. It's time to get a new anointing. Come on. It's time for you to go places in prayer like you've never gone before. If the old prayer is not working, pray a new prayer. Come on. I'm feeling something trying to break, but some of you ain't going to get up no matter what I say. I'm trying to preach somebody out of your carnality and out of your backsliding here today. My God, I've been pastoring you for years, and you're backslid right now. Come on. It's time to make it new. Come on, I'm not playing with this here today. We've got to get a new anointing on us. We've got to have something get a hold of us. This city needs revival. This city needs us to find them. It needs people that have a fresh relationship with God. Come on, they need somebody to be chipper and to be excited and to have an anointing that when they walk in their life, they say, let me tell you how good my God is. They don't need you complaining to them about all the mess going on in your life. They need you to speak faith. You can't speak faith if you don't learn how to fight the battles that are coming against you. Come on. Come on, I want you to praise him. Come on, I want you to praise him. I want you to praise him. In the name of Jesus.
Come on, praise him. Come on, everything about God is new. He cannot be old because he's ever present. He's ever present. Therefore, if we're in him and he's in us, we live in the new, we walk in the new. It never gets old. It never becomes mundane. It never gets boring. I wonder is anybody in this place today that remember what it felt like the first time that you realized you never had to drink another bottle of alcohol again or you never had to touch another cigarette again. Some of you still messing with, messing with cigarettes and you need to quit it. Come on, I'm preaching to you right now. The problem is, the problem is, is that God needs to make you new I'm going to preach until somebody gets it I hear you praising God hallelujah but I'm reaching for those that have just come in here just folding their arms and their mind is checked out and you're somewhere else come on your eternity is hanging in the balance right now you don't get points for showing up oh hallelujah hallelujah come on I want you to pray I want you to pray right now. When is the last time you prayed through to the Holy Ghost? I mean really pray through to the Holy Ghost. When is the last time you really prayed through to the Holy Ghost? We come up here in the altar area and we just look around like this is just old hat to us. In the name of Jesus, come on, you don't get to live on your 10-year-old relationship just because you've been in the church that many years. It's got to be new. It's got to be fresh. In the name of Jesus, oh God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, we're going to pray right now. We're going to pray right now. We're going to pray right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I know the enemy. I know the enemy's been attacking. The question is, what are you going to do about it? Well, I'm tired. I'm weary in the battle. Come on, Samson. Come on, Samson. Don't let them get, don't let them get to the old convictions. You got to pick up a new weapon. You got to have a new start. You got to have a new anointing. Come on. I'm preaching to somebody that needs to press through in this place right now. Something's got to stir us. Something's got to get a hold of us. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Lord, you're worthy, God. Lord, you're worthy, oh God, you're worthy, Lord. Come on, praise him with new words. Give him a new praise. Give him a fresh praise right now. In Jesus' name, oh God. I praise you, 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 Lord. Oh, Father, we need you right now. We need you. I'm still pulling for somebody right now. Are you going to crawl out of your cave or not? Are you going to crawl out of your carnality or not? 
in the name of Jesus. Well, if I pout enough, I'm sure God will feel sorry for me. No, that's a lie from hell. Until you get a hold of yourself, until you move into a new dimension of prayer, until you get excited about living for God, until you exercise your faith, nothing is going to change in your life. And you can rebuke everybody else for your problems, and you can put guilt on everybody else for your problems. But the problem is the fact that you've let your relationship with God grow old. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we need a breakthrough right now in this place. We need a stirring in this place. We need an awakening in this place. We need a revival in this place, oh God. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I can't do this for you. I can't do it for you. The sad fact is there's going to be some people go to hell from apostolic pews. What a tragedy. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Come on, it's time for you to let go of your grudge against God or your grudge against everybody else. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we need you, we need you, we need you, we need you. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint every mind. I pray, God, that you would change the way that we think. I pray, Lord, that you would reorder our lives. I pray that you would help us, help us, Lord God, to get a hold of ourselves here today. Help us to reach, reach down, Lord, and get a hold of the excitement that we once had living for God. Oh, God, Jeremiah said, I'll never preach again. I'll never prophesy again. But it was like fire shut up in my bones, and I could not forbear. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you would release the fire in somebody's bones here today. I pray, Lord, that you would bring us back to a place. Oh, Lord, would we remember where you brought us from. We were strangers. We were foreigners. We were pilgrims. We were without God in this world and no hope. We've been brought nigh. We've been made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Come on, we're not in a hurry. We're not in a hurry. Jesus, in your name, Father. Oh, God, right now. You understand. You understand, God. You understand, dear Lord God. I pray that you would break the yoke of bondage, break the yoke of carnality. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to break through in Jesus' name. Help us to break through in Jesus' name. God, help us to move forward in the name of the Lord God to keep the faith. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, brother.